Welcome to Toronto Until Live. I'm Steve Artabello with Anthony Harris and Theo Giordano. You can find us uh, at our website, torontoontilt.com. You can find us at our Twitter, at Toronto on Tilt. Of course, we're live right now on Twitch, Toronto on Tilt. We're live on YouTube, our YouTube channel, Toronto on Tilt. And finally, uh, our YouTube the video will also be posted there after. And then on top of that, you can find our audio, which will be posted after the podcast, available anywhere that you listen to podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, uh, Anchor, Breaker, Bleaker, all of the things. Like, comment, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, sports are back-ish. There's a bunch of postponements and shit, but they're rolling. The NFL's rolling. Uh, Ottawa sucks. That was awesome. Oh my I guess God. we'll start with the Leafs. Um, they came back and blew yeah. the doors off the Ottawa Very Senators. weird start. Like it wasn't like you could tell they were off for a while, and then yeah. they just blew the crap out of them. The power play was weak, and then we scored shorthanded, and it just like floodgates. Oh, the, the David Camp, Justin Hall, two on one shorthanded, where you're like, how is this? You're, you're looking at this, you're like, how are these two leading a two on one? This can't possibly. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. All right. That's a thing that just happened, and then the rest of the game went from there. Um, yeah, like it's it's nice. I mean, the Leafs don't generally respond after long. Like they, a lot of problems with this team. Nice to see happen, but I'm still kind of waiting to see. No, I'm not doing that conversation again, Steve. I'm not having that conversation again. Oh, the Leafs are amazing. Whatever. No, and, and, and it, it, it's important to see like. You know, when adversity hits and what we've seen lately with this team with adversity, it always hinders them. It, after a break like that, coming out the way they did is just impressive to see. And and I, I know we're, we're not going to have that conversation again about the playoffs, but like I'm feeling very good. Every time I watch them, it's just like, you know, they're, 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 they're doing different things this year. It feels like a different team. Hopefully. Um, a lot of guys are coming back. McCabe, McCabe scoring on a breakaway, scoring twice. Like, he, yeah, he got two goals yesterday. That was on the was, was penalty Saturday. kill and the power play, which was insane. Like, just McCabe, yeah. So, that's everything's interesting. It's again, when everyone's back, though, like fully healthy, it's going to be interesting how they fit in cap wise because, again, they don't have enough money technically, but <laughs> they'll figure it out allegedly when Jake Muzzin comes back. The cap doesn't exist. Well, Kyle Dubas is the genius, the mastermind. That's yeah. well, and, uh, uh, Kyle Pridham, who they have, or not Kyle Pridham, um, Brandon Pridham, who's the assistant GM and runs the Marlies, wrote the salary cap. Like he literally, he's the one who wrote all of the, like the legal speak in it. So he yeah. knows all of the rules. Sure, so that's what he's, that's, well, that's the whole point. So hopefully they'll figure something out. Um, but it, yeah, it looks good. Uh, now today the news was that Austin Matthews, so he tested positive on a rapid test. Then he tested negative on a PCR test, and now we're waiting for the second PCR test results. So he hasn't been ruled out of tomorrow's game, but Connor McDavid has been ruled out of the game as he is positive with COVID. Yeah, I really want Austin to play that game. I, I there's yeah. something about Edmonton that just I don't like. I think it's because it's like a West Coast mirror for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's yeah. basically us out that, west. Are they doing really bad? They're yes. been terrible last month. Well, they started yeah. great, and they yeah, then they've been terrible. You Nico Koskinen giving goals away. I don't know if we talked yeah. about it on the pod, but we were saying like a few months ago how Vancouver, like all these teams, the Canadian teams were in the shits. Yeah, Edmonton and Toronto were kind of like keeping the the country up. Now it's like turning. Vancouver's on a run. Uh, Winnipeg's back in it. Like everyone's 
doing well now and Edmonton's falling apart. So it's just the ebbs and flows. And there's so much time off this season. Like it feels like it's a lot deeper into the well, year, but like, well, that was the thing like, with that, stuff. with that huge pause, Marner's back, Sandine's back guys that you thought were going to miss multiple weeks, missed a couple of games because of the way the pause worked. And it worked out in the Leafs favor. I mean, at the same time, a bunch of the guys got COVID or were in the protocols, but then they came back and put that up against the Sens. So, I don't know. It looks good. It'll be interesting to see what happens against Edmonton, but if McDavid's out with the way Edmonton's been playing and the Leafs are back to essentially full strength, especially if Matthews is playing, it should be interesting. <laughs> uh, look for Dreisaitl, though, to probably have like three points. <laughs> it's just that's what's going to happen, but the Leafs should be able to... Hopefully the three leaves. <laughs> I mean, the way the the Edmonton games have been going, it'll probably be like five three, but they'll be like they'll be up and there'll be some kind of Goskin giveaway or Tyson Berry giveaway or or our know. guy Tyson Berry. Yeah, yeah. and not like not not like we've seen that before, right, Tony? <laughs> no, no. Tyson Berry giving the puck away or just hammering it into the puck. Oh god, he was so useful. Great. Uh, that oh god anyways um another thing i guess before we move on to the raptors because this applies to the raptors too and all teams in ontario we won't get too much into it because it's dumb uh like everything in ontario is locked down and there are now there's a thousand fans then no fans and just whatever in these games and it's back to looking and sounding ridiculous I, I think and, we're actually perfect, though, the Canadian teams, or the, the Toronto teams, since this thing reinstated, which is just a stat for you right there. Well, that's yeah. all when the Raptors got healthy. It's, uh, it's that, all uh, a coincidence. That's probably the bigger reason. Yeah, it's I'm like, listen. You now, it was a coincidence. Yeah, it's like, I, I get it. Um, but there are other things it. that I think could have probably been done and right. managed, and you could probably let adults make you know what? I don't, I'm, know. I don't want to get too this, deep this, into it. Like, I want I, one thing about this. If this messes up my Canada USA game, oh, I got tickets too. Because you ended up, yeah. Anthony will be in the conversation. The championship game after all. Well, if, if the, the Eagles will be in it, so I have that decision to make already. But th- this Canada US game, probably, you think it's bigger than the Mexico game? Yeah, oh, I think it is because it's a yeah. big rivalry. Well, it, and, it, is, it is also now because of, like, on the back of the results that have been building. You've beaten the U.S. recently. You drew them in the last game where you were really playing defensively, but now there's different confidence in this Canadians. Like, it's a completely different game, even though it's going to be in the cold and potentially snow in Hamilton. Uh, But uh, I guess we'll talk more about that when we get to it, but I hope it doesn't fuck that up. I really do, because I'd be upset. Uh, And again, this is coming from a podcast that's... I mean, we're all vaccinated. It's not like... I'm getting yeah, my booster it, tomorrow. Actually, so am I. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it's just, you know, we figured that maybe you don't. Anyways, I don't want to get into this. We can't this. talk with it. I don't, don't want to get into this. We'll probably get deleted on YouTube for talking about this anyway. So no, just let's. I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah let's, let's. I'm just, I don't carry the way, whatever. I just want to watch my Canada game. I don't give a yeah. fuck about anything else. I want let's, to Canada play. Let's, That's all I can yeah, do. I have just no faith in the people that are in charge to make sure that everything will be okay by then. But hopefully. I mean, it is February. People it's people I have faith in. Oh, hey, it, that's people we do have faith in are the Raptors, who are, um, I mean, 
Oh, the score bug just went away, but they hit a three. Oh, no, they're showing the replay. They're beating the hell out of San Antonio right now and potentially going to get back to 500. They've been great. The big three, like Fred, OG, and Pascal. for Freddie, eh? Yeah. Like, he's on the and that's exactly – and everyone's healthy. Well, everyone that matters. I, I don't mean that, like – too much to Svee and Yuda and Bonga and what, but you know what I mean? Like the real rotation guys that we've been waiting for are here and you're starting to see what they can do. And they haven't played too many good teams. Like they've beaten the brakes off bad teams and they're, yeah. they're beating the brakes off of an interesting young fun Spurs team, but they're not a great team. So they're beating the brakes off them. This is a huge week for the Raptors because if everyone can stay healthy and they can keep these guys together, the Bucks in the second half of a back-to-back. I want to see the effort. I want to see how it goes. But if that, like, if the game's super close and then falls apart in the fourth quarter, because that's kind of what happens in the NBA on the second half of back-to-back. That's kind of what I'm looking for. But what we were talking about before the podcast. Then they play Utah. After that, they play the Pelicans, and then they play the Suns. So this is a huge stretch uh, against good teams where you have to see what you have. And that's what I've been talking about the whole season is you don't tank. You have to see what you have here and you're watching them beat the brakes off bad teams. And now they need to be good against good teams and throw out the 76ers game because there were so few guys in that game. But Chris Boucher almost had 30 and 20. He had 28 and 19. Like, and they could have won that game. They were right in it. So I'm very excited about the Raptors. I don't know about you guys. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, it's, they're all back. You know, it's good. Trent's been back for a while, and he was struggling, understandably. But, yeah, tonight he's got 12 points. He's doing well. This is the role he's supposed to be in, though, now, right? You have yeah. Fred and Pascal. Like, I think essentially as much as they keep saying that, you know, hey, you know, Pascal's the max guy. He's the guy. It's Fred's team. He's, oh, he's the alpha. So He's got to be an all-star. But you now have Fred, Pascal, OG, right? where they can all kind of share that scoring burden because Fred's averaging 20 and Pascal and OG are averaging like 19.8 and 19.9. So they're basically averaging 20 points. And then Trent can now score, like he's averaging 16, but you can now, you don't have to rely on him for 20 to 30, right? And defenses are scheming for the other guys. So he should be getting more open shots. Scotty gets to be completely sheltered because he's not relied on for anything other than to play defense. So it's just now you're getting to see the perfect case scenario. And, and you're getting some addition by subtraction by less precious minutes. Exa- well, now guys are slotted in. Oh, he froze again. They're this in the, the daily, right positions. That they're daily supposed Steve to be freeze. Yes. Well, yeah, the I, I should be. Oh. You oh, froze. Okay. You got to redo all of that from the beginning. Oh, okay, well. Well, the addition by subtraction thing that you were saying, uh, guys are in their proper roles now. You have OG, uh, Pascal, Fred, OG carrying the load. Then you can have Scotty, Gary Trent Jr. step in as guys who can put up big numbers. And then off the bench, you have everyone coming off where they're supposed to be. Precious's minutes are limited. Birch can play a bigger minute. Uh, like he can start in certain situations. He can play 20 to 30 minutes coming off the bench. You can see Boucher now, who's really starting to put up some offense and 
play defense and rebound off the bench. It's just everything is being put together where guys are in the proper role. Yeah, and we saw yeah. some guys get exposed with these extended minutes, like the Banton and the Flynn, where it's just like, you know, guys you like as pieces, but just when they are overexposed against other teams' yeah. best players, just don't look as good. Ben, I'm not as worried about. That was a massive, like, whiff for Malachi. Like, that was his chance to really, like, he had he's moments where he's looked okay. Coast, yeah. yeah, he's had moments where he's looked pretty good this season, and that was the chance to play a ton of minutes, and he looked bad. Like just really, really bad. And Delano, we talked about this before the the pod, uh, like before we started recording when we were prepping. Delano fits a very specific role: limited minutes, super high energy against the other team's bench. That's where he looks really good. So when he gets overexposed uh, in the G League, he can be a star, and you're developing him into a good NBA player. But he's so young and so raw that you can't really count on him for big minutes against grown men savvy NBA veterans you know what i mean like guys that he can't just out out sprint out try it's a little harder for him like he does make great heady passes like there are some things about him that you know what i mean that's excited about him development wise but he gets exposed when he has to play extended minutes yeah my friends Uh, that's what i was doing i wasn't listening um yeah, no, this is a big week because it's you got to see what happens. Like it's a long season; they're back into the play uh, play in spot. And if you look at the standings, which I was doing, let me pull it up. Like if you look at the teams there that, that are ahead of them, they're not teams that you're really afraid of. Because if the Raptors get to 500 tonight, they'll jump the Celtics and be back in ninth place. They're tied with the Hornets, who are also 500, but have played four more games. The Wizards are 19 and 18, and the Wizards are terrible recently. Like, after their hot start, they've been atrocious. They can barely win a game. Philly's a mess. Joel Embiid is so good, and the East is, like, the bottom of the East is so bad that, like, that team is good. But this is where it gets interesting. Are the Raptors better than the Sixers, or are they better than the Cavs? Because I think they're better than the Wizards. They're better than the Hornets. They're they're as good as the Celtics. Like the Celtics are super talented, but something's wrong. Something's fucked up in Boston where they just I don't know, man. Maybe it's what's fucked up is they missed their window. That's what's fucked up. Gee. They got well, they were good at the wrong time when they Yeah, out. they yeah, they have no assets and anymore. This is a They didn't trade them. They dra- like it's just and then what they traded them for didn't work and the Kyrie thing and it's just and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown like the team should be so good, but something's wrong with it. You know like they're, Brad Stevens becoming the GM and no longer being the coach, the new coach. The fact that's like again, you have Marcus Smart. Something's wrong. They're not Pat. Like it's just they're not playing together in the same type of way. It's something's wrong in Boston. Yeah, but on the same note, t- note though, I don't want to get into this situation again. We're overextending on what we think this team is because we did that for a bit. I did that for a bit. Well, no, no, th- and then we went the other way. So. Let me be fully honest. This is not a contender right now. It's a fun team that can make the playoffs, maybe even around, depending on where they're seated and who they play against. Like if they play a bottom four team, like if they're not playing, Miami might be the best team in the division, like in the conference, honestly, when they're fully healthy. Chicago's. I don't know. Respect respect Chicago. 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 I I want to see them in the playoffs. I want to see the Bulls in the playoffs because Chicago reminds me a lot of. 
I've said this to you guys. I don't know if I said it on the podcast. They remind me a lot of that Hawks team that had 60 wins with Budenholzer and Damari Carroll and Jeff Teague and Paul Millsap and Kyle Korver. And they look like, you know what I mean? Like they look like they were just the greatest team ever. And they got dismantled by LeBron in the playoffs. I don't know. I think they're better than that. I, I hope they so. Have more, they have more individ, better individual guys than that. In the playoffs, like, playoffs. In the playoffs, who's their guy? Who's the dude? Like, because <laughs> you know what Demar? it has to say. Is you already Demar? know the answer. Well, Levine is a monster. Lonzo Ball, dude. Lonzo Ball. That's what. Yeah. Stabilizer, keeping him on check. Have we seen Zach Levine be able to do what he does in the regular season in the playoffs? Has Zach Levine ever been be- healthy enough to actually? Yeah. No, they've not, he's never made the playoffs. So. So, like, these are all things that we will need to see. Like, who is going to be the guy in crunch time when it matters? Because I honestly, until I see them do something, I don't know. Because, again, the Raptors, really good regular season team before they got Kawhi, right? And just couldn't, like, that's that's kind of what I see in that Bulls team. I think they're incredibly fun. And honestly, they're a great team to watch. If you're wa- like watching Bulls games is entertaining as hell, especially on Demar Derozan and the fact that the Bulls are on this weird clutch run. Demar hit back to back walk off threes. Beautiful. That was like, beautiful. I, I, Wait, I you just, know, you know, Andrew, the guy who's you, you know our, our yes. regular guest who could make it today. He, I don't think a person in the world was as excited for Demar Derozan as that guy. Oh, it's, I'm, he loves Demar Derozan. Dude, I'm so happy for him. Like, I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for the way it's working out in Chicago. I just. And it's fun when Chicago's good. Chicago's a great basketball town when it's when it's oh, going. God, like, they're yeah. the Rose era, they're the Ben awesome. Gordon era. They're a great sports like, they are town. Very fun ever. All like all of their sports when they're good, they're a great sports town. Actually, the Bears are more fun when they suck, though. They're I, more. I enjoy, they're, it's, I enjoy it's more entertaining Bears watching Bear fans when. Yeah, exactly. Bears fans are more entertaining when the Bears suck. Um, yeah, it's just. It, I think the Raptors are better than a lot of these teams in the East, and it's time for them to show it. They have the talent. And here's the thing. I don't think they're a contender yet, but if Scotty Barnes can grow into what he looks like he might be able to grow into, in a couple years, this team might be very, very scary. With a veteran Fred Van Vliet, who would be like 30. With Pascal, who would be like 29, 30. With OG, who would be like 26. Right? Like, it's... There's a chance that when Scotty's in his early 20s, the rest of these guys are still like in their, like the middle of their primes. And OG just hitting, like this team could be really good. Um, Gary Trent Jr., who's also 23, like OG. Like that's the thing yeah. about this Raptors team. In a couple of years, this team could be dominant. And it's the first thing is beating good teams this year, making the playoffs this year, and then continuing to grow. I'm just happy we're watching a team that's scoring. Because at the beginning of the year, I was like, oh, shit. We're going to have to watch a bunch of 89, <laughs> 80 games. Yeah. And just be miserable at like the offensive be- being stunted. But with everyone healthy, it just seems to be fixing itself. And the defense is still there. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm I'm very excited for this Raptors team. I, I, I was super high on them. I was like, they're a top four team in the East. Uh, I don't think they're a top four team, but I don't think five – I think five and six is very real. I, I think I think they're around where they're going to finish. I, I, I'd be happy with a playing tournament. 
I think five yeah. or six is, is a real possibility just because of who's there in the mushy middle. But that means they have to win this week. They have to start beating te- like they have to start punching above their weight class. They have to start oh, winning yeah. regular season games against teams that are better than them. Right. Like they need to beat a Utah like, well, it, essentially in this Utah, uh, but out of U- Utah Suns and the Pelicans, like that three game stretch that West coast, like where they play those West coast opponents, they have to win two of those three games. Yeah. And we, we, when we did see them play good teams early, we didn't really get to see our actual team play them. So it's hard exactly. to judge. That's, so, yeah. There are, there are a lot of measuring stick uh, games and we got to see, and I, I know you're higher on the mean Anthony, but I really hope you're right because any kind of a playoff run and and people after the championship, it feels like, okay, title or bust, title or bust. But ever since, you know, that, that era has kind of died out. It's been like, okay, let's just see a nice fun team, make a little bit of a, yeah. like, I would love to see them. Like, even if they finish seven or eight and are in the play in tournament, yeah, okay. I think they can, they can definitely win a play in round and they could, pr- eh, they're probably not going to win the first round game. But if they played a series against the Chicago, I could see them taking Chicago deep. Uh, Chicago's going to win that I series. Know. I think they. I think Chicago would win that series, but I think they could take it to six well, like, at least. Bulls in five. Oh, about that. I just want to see a Boston in a playing game. I think that would be like a, a good thing to hope for this season. That'd, that'd be a fun. That'd like, be fun. I don't know if you want. To wish that because, like, no, I just, I'm just there are time. I just have this memory of Jason Tatum and the 50 point games that he's had, and the ones the where difference? he scores at an insane efficiency clip and he just takes an entire game over. And again, I, I'm the one that's saying I don't think Boston's very good this year because something's wrong in the room, in the organization, something's going on, but. I just don't want any. Well, they have Chase a lot Tatum. of success against the Raptors. Like they, I don't know what it is. They just owned the Raptors recently. So yeah, not do I yeah. want to play, but I, it would be fun. Like the seven game series they had two years ago in the bubble was that was fun. Yeah, it was know, wild. We wanted, but yeah. no, it was a wild series. That I was actually dude. The Marcus Smart showed actually it actually ruined everything for me. Just watching him go off every every game was yeah. You want that again? Game. And like watching Marcus yeah, Smart, the more Marcus we talk Smart about things. it, the more I don't. And then the more it brings up the memories again. The potential of Jason Tatum just effortlessly dropping forty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no. Right now, the Raptors are looking good. They are up uh, seventeen on the Spurs. Like they're beating the hell out of the Spurs. Fred's got like twenty-eight points. Like he's it's he's on another ridiculous heater uh do you want to jump into nfl we can fly through football real quick uh unless yeah just real quick insignia uh it happened lorenzo insignia to tfc's official we got the confirmation from the guy we needed fabrizio that's all that matters that's what i was waiting on last week and it happened today which is oddly enough uh yeah a week after we record so waiting for us to record uh to confirm just just waiting to see who else they get because like yeah lorenzo insignia is Sorry, go for it, Dio. No, no, I have a question about like transfer portals in, in MLS. Is Janie like this is a bigger time for them? They can because buy in England. It's kind of like you know you well, wait till the summer. Yeah, the, ones. yeah, exactly. They can buy guys now because it's their off season, but they wait for them to show up. Like that's why Insignia is waiting till his contract expires, and it's a five and a half year deal because it's half like because of European like the way the European season is compared to the MLS season that's why he's getting signed and paid in this way which is insane like again he's getting the 11 and a half million the four and a half million in bonuses plus a car a house 
Um, an English teacher. There was there was a whole list of things that they're giving. It's it's amazing. I I'm still down for it though. And there might be bringing other guys. Like now we're talking about who they else they might bring. And if they do a Josie Altidore style thing, get a 27, 28 year old striker. But it happens to be one of these other fucking Italian internationals that's rumored to potentially be coming. Like yeah. Insignia is the biggest signing this league has ever had. Was no, there any but, update on that? Um, oh god, who's the guy that was walking, rumor and who's the was walking no the red line guy? He's he was he said that there was something happening today that uh, he was talking about that there's a lot of talk that man or not Manning that uh, essentially TFC's coming back with like multiple Italians from this trip. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, Take them all. This DF. The, the, <laughs> The designated players like this, this team could be special. I, I said, how many Forza like he's your Italian and like how how many oh, of those just Italian people are just gonna just jump on this team right now? I'm oh, sure. it's gonna be Very it's gonna be like Javinko all over again. It's yeah. Javinko all over again. All of Woodbridge, all of Saint Clair, all of College. It's just gonna embrace TFC again. And it's going to be amazing. And then they're going to be super insulted when he doesn't make the national team because he plays in the MLS. Now. Yeah. yeah. Actually, he'll too, make, because that. actually he'll oh, yeah. make the world cup because he plays into July and it's this summer. Yeah. So he'll play in the world cup well, this, this winter. Yes. If Italy qualifies, which they will, but he'll well, play. Well, in that. Could, I mean, what if they drop Portugal? They did. They did. Yes. Oh, oh my god! Oh yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. I'm not following Euro qualifying because my yeah, they did draw Portugal. Conversation. Yeah, I'm following just Concacaf. They drew. Po- they drew Portugal. I saw before the draw. I'm like, well, that'd be funny if that happened, and it actually happened. It it's happened. Yeah, really funny. Yeah, so they did draw Portugal. Um, so Insignia will probably be on the World Cup team, and then they'll get really insulted when he's on the Euro and the next World Cup teams because he's he'll be 32 and playing in the MLS and. He, the Italians don't respect, like, for the longest time, they didn't respect other leagues that weren't Italy. Do you think they, they care about North America? No. We need to build this league a little bit more still. But it's the biggest signing this league's ever had. Talking about he Italy, is the though, most like, talented. Like, he is, like, he's not the most decorated because that's David Beckham, right? Like, they've had bigger names, but in terms but of best player the in the prime need, of their – exactly. You don't want these, these 90s. Like, they're great to have, but you want these 28 28- – 30-year-olds who are just exactly. in their prime. He still great. has years of great soccer. And in this league, he like he can play this entire contract out being one of the best players in the league. Yep, if not I, the best player in the league. I agree 100% <laughs> with everything you said. Do you That's have any exactly analysis on his tactical ability? The what? Do you have any analysis on his game? No, I would. Put the ball in the net. You know, what more do you want? You know, you're like a, you, he, Anthony's like a foot and a half taller than him too. That's a funny visual. He's five foot five, and that's yeah, being Anthony's six, generous. Six, seven. He's he's that's being generous. Five foot five. He's he's probably five three. Yeah, like very short. Him and Jovinko are basically the same size. Uh, just oh my god, Insignia is so good. Like he's so good. Uh, and then if they bring in Belotti or one of these other strikers, like it's just. Yeah, uh, TFC. It's we're going to probably be talking a lot more TFC if this. I know. This continues, actually. I ironically said we're going to be doing some TFC talk like early on in this. And yeah, we actually are now. This I'm going to be watching. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't think I'm guessing uh, who's their other soldado. Soldado, right? That was the, uh, the one of the designated players. Who's number thirty? That was the guy who kind of took over because Pozuelo hasn't been playing much. 
I wonder if he's still going to be a designated player and they bring in one. I don't know. This is going to be fascinating, actually. I'm going to have to dig into this more. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, let's let's move on to the NFL. What a wild week. What a wild. <laughs> that We talked about how excited we, we were and how good that Bengals-Chiefs game should be with all the people involved in it. Oh, my dear God. You played against Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Rest in peace. I did in one league. That was terrible. I have him in another league, which I didn't make the finals in, which these two made the finals in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that. And one of them came out victorious. <laughs> <laughs> the little crybaby who tried to sabotage my matchup, and it didn't even matter. He's I upset. Theo's gone. Theo disappeared won. as his brother starts attacking. Lucas Johnny. has never won. He's never come close to winning our league. He was what seventh place. Okay, we year? don't. We're not actually going to talk about this. No, we, we just wanted. To I wanted to give up. you. I wanted to give you some shine, mind. and then that happened, and it was great. Well, yeah, can we talk about the reason? Like, let's just—it's a perfect transition into the reason. Actually, do you want to talk about the Bengals game first? Yeah, because that was because I feel the, like an that game was spectacular. Like, yeah, spectacular. I, I, my setup for perfect. Sunday is. Yeah, it's great. You have three, three TVs. So I have I have Red Zone Eagles and then whatever game. The whatever game this week was definitely going to be Chiefs Bengals. I'm like, I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to check in on it. Went to 14 nothing Chiefs. And I said, you know what? There's going to be there's better games on now. I don't need to pay attention, too much attention to this. I really didn't pay attention until the fourth quarter. That came and I feel really bad because it was a coming out party for a lot of different people. Jamar Chase scored. If you played in a half point PPR, he scored over 50 points. He had he set a rookie record with 266, 266 yards. Yeah. It was 266, 236. Now I forget. I'm getting confused with the Ohio State record too, because that happened That's the day before. Exactly. In, exactly. In that bowl game. Um, so I'm pretty sure it was 266. Three touchdowns. Joe Burrow, 404 for a second straight game. Like, oh my God. I love how he just said, like, I just became that meme. Like, fuck it. Chase down there somewhere and just threw yeah. it. That's what he did. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, and then, though, in standard Bengals, fat, like, they've been so good at not doing this and being the bungles. And then and fourth and one. I get what you're trying to do with, with Patrick Mahomes and sending a message, but did you not kick the field goal? Well, it should have never got to that point. The well, Chiefs that the Chiefs should have let them score with a minute and a half, whatever. Yeah, well, with all their timeouts, and then they yeah, would have gotten the ball back. To and they should have stopped them though. If you if you're like, I know what you there. You're right, and they should have had more awareness. But like, they had it stopped too until that penalty. Yeah. Down, right? Oh man, like it almost worked out in the end. Yeah, and then the penalty they came back. But that drive was. The Chiefs yeah, called was it an like, all-out. They called an all-out blitz on third and twenty-seven, and like yeah. Chase one-on-one. Why? I, I watched that back again just to see, like, because you said it was yeah. coverage, and I'm like, there's no way there. I looked over again, and like, there was they, no one over there. There's one yep. guy. Of course, yep. he's gonna play. they played that matchup all day, one-on-one, throw it up. That's all they did. And that's what I get. I with the Chiefs' defense. How they could have given up a field goal there, no problem. Yeah. Oh, they were easy. Like, afraid to give up points for some reason. This that, is why I can't buy into the Chiefs too. This, they're starting not the Chiefs, but like their defense. Everyone was kind of getting hyped. It's like defense 
when you're not an elite defense, it just matters about the offense you play. The offense exactly. is good, you're going to look like shit. The offense is bad, you're going to look great. And that's what I felt mostly was happening with that defense. Like, they've obviously played better, but, like, in a exactly. match like this, you can see the, the flaws that they do have. Well, yeah. that was, like, with the uh, Steve Spagnuolo's always super aggressive, pressuring the quarterback with blitzes and that. The Bengals and, exploited it in a big way. Well, Joe Burrow's come into his own. What was that? I think it was the, was it the Ravens game where he was talking about finally seeing things properly, the first Ravens game. Hello. Um, where it, it was to CJ Uzama, where he hit him twice for two long touchdowns. I think it was the first Ravens game of the yeah, season uh, where he had that press conference where he talked about now he understands, like he sees things in defenses be- essentially before, like the, the way a veteran quarterback was, he sees it before it's happening. He knows what to trek into. He's been in the offense. He knows the personnel. And then when you look at the personnel, so it's, I'm talking about CJ Uzuma, but when you talk about, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon, Joe Bur- like This team is poised to be really good for a really long time unless they Bengals it up. And not, <laughs> to mention, really uh, not to mention their new pass-aggressive philosophy, which they weren't After doing. After being a run team, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, it was like Mixon 30 run. carries a game for a while. Like, yeah. And yeah. they've just changed that well, into to it, yeah. And if they finally, like, because now the offense has said if they can address the offensive line and give Burrow more time to find his talented targets, and if they go get a, like, a receiving tight end, like, it's just the things that they could do now to augment the offense, it's terrifying because of how good they are. And they can spend all of this time to, like, you bring in a couple offensive linemen, you add maybe a tight end. You don't have to go out of your way to go, you don't have to use a fourth overall fucking pick on a tight end. But anyways, with that division, like if you look at it, like if Lamar is declining, like I don't think he is. I think he's still a good quarterback. But like if he isn't what everyone thought he was going to be with I, his MVP, the Browns, if the have Steelers or this can't find the quarterback, the Browns literally they thought they had everything this year but a quarterback, and they yep. turned out to have a lot of issues. Like this Bengals team's kind of set up. I don't want to jinx them, but like yeah, you know, Ravens. Be it was also, their whole team got injured this year. That's and a they're good point. Still yeah. going to be five hundred. That's so like that, the, that's next the when they got hurt, they were like eight and three, right? Well, like that's set yeah. up to five hundred. Well, they missed all of like they lost all their corners, all their running backs, all their running backs. So and Lamar Jackson, right? Like now, well, now they've lost Lamar Jackson, but early in the year they lost all their running backs before the season started. Then they lost all their corners by like week three. By the can, and can we're also, still winning, and now they've to, lost like Lamar Jackson, and it's just like they can't lose. Like now you've hit the critical mass. You know what I mean? I like talk, <laughs> speaking of that game, that Rams game, this is my Matthew Stafford found a way to throw to the one healthy corner <laughs> on Baltimore that day, and that, found a way to get another pick six. Why? Why is he like they're not doing shit with him in the playoffs? I'm very confident saying they're not winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. The, it, it, they have to play. It seems like they have to play very specific teams, right? Like, like any like play. okay defense, like Stafford will take his risks and make mistakes like that, and they lose. But I guess thinking about the playoffs, I mean, like there are t- almost all of those teams would give him those con- that confusion, except for like Dallas. That well, Dallas is a team like. 
because you're talking about Diggs. Diggs has given up. So I saw this stat. Uh, Theo, I think you liked the tweet. Yeah, yeah, I know. So he, he, so he has all the interceptions. He's given up over a thousand yards in basketball. That's what I was trying to get at the last few weeks because everyone was hyping this guy. And Michael Parsons like, is the star. He's the course, freak. Yeah. He's the unnatural. Like Diggs is a takeaway machine, but Diggs isn't. But does that matter if you give up a touch on the next drive? Right. Like exactly. How much <laughs> exactly. is that worth? But you know. Yeah. No, I it's that was people that talk about it for defense player of the year. It was just like that's slow your roll. Slow your roll. Yes, okay, you try that stuff. Yeah. I've been saying that all year. It's essentially what's happening. it's basically what's happening. Of, of me and my opinions and our opinions as a well. whole. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'll see what that play yeah, Uh the Bills the beat the Falcons, eliminated the Falcons. The Falcons are bad, even though Josh, they're stuck t- in that a tough game. Josh Allen day, really. But that was I'm good. If you're so the Bills, close. get like get concerned. I, I don't understand what is wrong. Like, I guess in the playoffs you can't play down to opponents, but this Bills team is weird, man. Well, they just rely too much on Josh Allen to have to do everything. Like, they had more running game in the last in the yeah, Falcons, so, but like most days it's just like okay, well, Josh Allen needs to be a hero to Dave Binge is giving it to Devin to. Singletary and it's been working out. Where they've yeah, given him like twenty touches well. twenty plus touches a game and he's yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, they can't like, Josh has to do everything or else this team uh, they won on a terrible taunting call. Yeah, they you, took you away a Matt Ryan uh, great run because of a <laughs> stupid penalty. Yeah, like, act, like you can't tell that man to act like he's been there before because it's not like he gets rushing touchdowns. It's not like he's been there before. So let him yeah. celebrate. They should have, yeah. And you guys were in the playoff hunt, uh, the, the Falcons, until that day. You guys had a they shot. Weren't really. were losing at, they were, no, but they, they weren't really. They were. Because nah. the Eagles were losing at that point, and the Falcons were winning. So if that you helped, know how I felt, you know what I told them. I told you about this team. They were going to find a way to find to finish uh, with the new thing, like eight, seven nine, and ten eight, or eight and nine. Like eight, you know, nine. Like, that was what's going to happen. They weren't going to have a good like they weren't going to be good enough to make the playoffs. They weren't going to be bad enough to have a good draft pick. They were going to be in the mushy middle and draft a tight end fourth overall. But anyways, let's not talk about them. They're not playoff. They're not in the playoff picture. Now he's hurt, right? Oh, he's not going to be able to break the record because yeah, he definitely hurt his hammy, and there's like they haven't ruled him out, but I don't think there's any way because you could tell he was trying to stay in the game to break the record, and by the end of it, he could barely move. So, and it sucks too. Guys who break the record next week are going to get a lot of flack. Well, that's exactly he could have done it. Records. Well, the funny thing is, matter. so he's only the second rookie tight end ever to have a thousand yards. The funny thing is, is the Dicker record happened in fourteen games because that was what it was fourteen games season. So even if he would have done it in 16 games, which would have been impressive, it still was the 14 games that Dick and Dick did it in. Yeah, at a time where they didn't throw, and they didn't throw to tight ends. So that's even more ridiculous. Mike Dick did that in the era he did it in. is still mind-boggling. But I also got to ask Anthony. We called it last week. We said you got to be concerned with the Raiders, the John Madden game. It turned out... How concerned yeah. are you about? Well, they got to just beat the Jags and they're in, right? Like, there's no other yeah. thing to happen. But, but, but they don't beat the seen, Jags. We've seen what happens with the Jags. Yeah. Well, you know, last week I put a lot of it on Carson not practicing the whole week because of the well, COVID. He said there was uh, no problems. He said he was ready. I also no thought him say it was a very weird week. And I think that was a subliminal way of him okay. saying Okay. 
not a normal routine. I mean, he's already not, he's not Aaron Rodgers, okay? So he needs to practice, and he, he didn't have a good game. Uh, and the defense didn't didn't keep the Raiders off the field when they could have. Hunter Renfro torched them the whole game, and uh, you know it's okay. It's a good thing they beat Arizona and New England because they're in this spot where they beat the worst team in the NFL and they're in the playoffs. I don't want this to. I mean. I want the funniest scenario because I have nothing to cheer for. The Eagles are already clinched. Everything's fine. But if you guys lose to the Jags, like, oh my God, this, it, it puts a lot of things into perspective. It's going to put a lot of things at the forefront that the Wentz trade is going to be talked about all off season. Mm-hmm. Well, is, but- well, not if you make a, if you win a playoff game, it's not, if you fun. make the playoffs, I don't think many people will talk about it as long as he doesn't. Well, they they might already like I was, they were playing team last year. No, but I was about to say, if he looks atrocious in a playoff game, they'll talk about it. <laughs> you know, well, I say it all the time. They didn't have many other options. It was him or Jimmy Garoppolo, and they took Carson Wentz. You know, they're stuck. It's it's, it's a situation. They have a really good team, but they Andrew Luck retired, so they've had to pivot to other options. Steve's frozen in the funniest face. Uh, speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, oh yeah, uh, can you hear me now? I'm back. Hey, you're back. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. You boys hear me? Now we, we heard nothing okay, you said yeah. until now. No, no, I didn't say anything. Okay. Uh, no, no, I didn't say anything. You had your mouth frozen. open though, and it um, paused, and you looked like you were saying something. Yeah, because yeah, I was trying to say. Speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, did you see Trey Lance? Yeah, you see, you especially especially when they decided to throw the ball downfield in the second half with Trey Lance. Yeah, yeah he, he gives that. Trey Lance is that really been good. Their starter. I don't know. He that, got like so much flack for one game. That yeah, exactly. Well, that was the funny thing with it when they were lumping him with all the other rookie quarterbacks. It's like he hasn't really played, and when he has, I think played that was a more bit, of the the criticism good. though was that he couldn't get a starting job over this guy. That was the, the was yeah the, the reason people were trashing him. But like, Which, I don't know why they wouldn't go with him. Like, it just well, the, gives them that the extra funny thing. Is, well, no, the 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 reports were that the locker room early on was behind Jimmy, and they were like, you can't put a rookie in there. Right, because they thought they were a playoff team when they had Jimmy Garoppolo. Now I think that, like, now that he looks good in his winning games, I don't think that's an issue anymore. Yeah, I, it shouldn't be. Like he's, he just brings so much more to the offense. He's just way better. <laughs> yes, and, and, and the Niners have had they got to beat the Rams to get in this week, and they've had their they've won they, the last the, five. They dominated. They the, okay, I had it reversed again. I was oh, you thought the they West. lost. Okay, I, yeah. I was thinking like, okay, so that that takes away a lot. I was going to say, but like, if you do think he has a better chance to win, like that's going to be a huge conversation point. Did they say anything about what they're doing? They kept like saying that Garoppolo was going to play, even though he had like a torn ligament in his thumb. So he like, if he's got a torn ligament in his thumb, I don't think he's playing. No, even when I he's healthy, was, I think that's kind of him lying. To try to fool the that's the uh, well exactly the, the, yeah gamesmanship. Um, but yeah, that's that's fascinating. I I can't wait to watch that. Uh, that that's gonna be a huge game. Niners Rams, which Ray Lance yeah. most likely. I thought that was gonna be the Sunday nighter. Then I realized that the Raiders and Chargers, who also could be the funny situation ever, which I didn't yeah. realize. Yeah, how did oh. they not plan for that? I don't think they thought the Jags could win. Yeah, so, so if you don't if you don't know about this, if the Jags beat the Colts, the Chargers and the Raiders could just agree not to play because if they both tie, they both make the playoffs. Joe Judge will literally be 
seething in anger if that happens. If, and if that level of collusion happens, it would be. Could you imagine? Teams would get fined like up the ass. For the oh, it, dude! Because here's the thing: they would play the game, but it would like. You know what I mean? You can't tell players to do this. That's why I don't understand like how they would make this work. Like, you can't just I, take a knee every play. Like the, the players when they're out, they're gonna. Try. It would be. It would be something. I can't even. I, I don't even know. I. I vote for chaos. I, I vote for chaos. I think that'd be the funniest Sunday. Would be the Colts losing, the Steelers winning, and me watching my Steelers brother freak out because these teams are playing to a tie right now. Exactly, like it would just be the greatest thing ever. But the thing is, it's hard to do it in football. But like this happens in like soccer. Remember the there was a World was Cup a, back yeah. then. It was a World or a Euro Cup? Tie yeah, exactly. To, they, to move on, and, and that's why they just did nothing. Exactly, they found out. I think it was at half. Um, that whatever team had lost that like whatever result had happened where both of them just needed a draw and they came out and for 45 minutes just passed the ball around. Yeah. And that's why all the games are played at once now in the world cup on that final day and the, yeah. the, uh, and in the Euro to make sure that that can't happen again. And you would think that the NBA would have earned the NBA, the NFL would have done a little bit of due diligence with their new fucking playoff schedule. To think that that's actually possible and not scheduled. Well, yeah, because they reschedule everything. Exactly. Like, think about it, like, oh, we're gonna move it around. Chargers Raiders could have been a really fun Saturday instead of the Colts game. Yeah, you could, but we'll I don't see. think they have, the Colts aren't on Saturday. But no, the Eagles are, which is really even more ridiculous. That's just I don't know why that happened. I didn't. I didn't want that game flex there too. First of all, the Eagles have COVID issues, so the game's not even gonna be fun to watch. Like, it's gonna be Minshew and a bunch of backups versus uh, mm. whatever the Cowboys throw out there. They're saying they're starting their guys, which I was talking to Anthony about. Do the Cowboys need a few drives with Dak to just get this back on track? To again? get him feeling good. Apart. Yeah. They have they not looked good other than that Washington game. Zeke looks washed. He looks exactly as I said he was going to look for all of the year. And the time I needed him to play in fantasy just did nothing. But like Pollard's their guy. He should be their guy 100%. It's just they put the money in the wrong person's pocket. It's going to be fascinating. I, I also. It would be great to see them win the like the wild card game just so that they could go to Lambeau and get eviscerated well, by the Packers. I don't think they'd play them because it depends on if like if the Eagles or the Niners get an upset, they would play the Packers. You got to think about the so, Eagles because uh, the Eagles are going to win their first game, so it wouldn't happen. You got to talk. No, and the problem too is they don't beat the Cardinals, the Cowboys, so they're not even. This conversation is irrelevant. That's what they're probably going to play, or the Rams, whatever. Chance that I just remember Collinsworth talking about there was a chance of setting up that way, and I would just love it because it would be amazing. I just know for a fact there's like an eighty percent chance the Eagles play the Bucks, so the rest of these combinations are what I'm thinking is going to happen around. <laughs> True. Um, anything else you want to get to? I think we kind of covered most of this playoff picture. Yeah, I don't really have anything else. I was going to say, yeah, the fun stuff or the stuff that we're paying attention. We kind of ignore the Titans, but that's. That's right. That's they got the number one seed, unbelievable. And people are saying the worst one seed of all time. I don't know. Don't give the Titans bulletin board material because that's when they they go on a run. Yeah, actually, well, if you make them an underdog in a game, they'll just win it. That's what happens. It doesn't matter who they play. No, that's probably a good sign as any to just wrap it up right here. So, (laughs) as I bring up the Tennessee Titans, so yeah, we're we're good. Oh yeah, it's well Tennessee locking up the. Top seed. We were Devonta giving them Foreman. bulletin. We were giving them bulletin board material by 
not talking about them. Well, I also can't wait to like see what Devon, like Rashad Penny and Devonta Foreman this offseason are going to be fascinating to me. Oh, they're getting, both of them are going to free agents. They're getting money. Right? And well, the, the injury history with both of them is so terrifying. But the way that they ended these, it's just, anyways, but we'll wrap that up. We'll talk about that another the Giants game. will sign both of them. Honestly, yeah, they'll find a way because the Giants are dumb. They would do that and like convert Saquon to wide receiver or some shit because they're stupid because they're the Giants. Uh, or Joe Judge would just make him the quarterback and run like a triple option. Just make a college. A lot of guys want to play there, so hey, hey. competition. They'll have their pick of the litter in free agency. <laughs> um, but anyways, we'll wrap this up. Uh, unless you guys wanted to get to anything else. No, nothing. I want to get back to baseball. I'll be honest with you guys. Oh, same. Should same. we talk about that signing? By the way, <laughs> I didn't know we. Nah, fuck it. They signed a utility guy. Uh, we might never not... see him. That's exactly. We'll there's a chance he plays the whole season at AAA and you never see him. It, it's I'm not or you see him in spring, uh in September. Well, if we don't see Major League Bait, wait. If does this lockout affect the minor league season? No. So we so might we, be able to see him in Buffalo. Space. Hey. We might be having the I might steal your uh Well, then we might MLB. break him down. MILB. MILB uh you have the pass this year, right? Yeah. Okay, I'll probably take watch it. minor league baseball. Um Oh, it's cheap. It's like thirty six. I share with a couple. Uh, I do not share with anybody. Without the express written content sent of uh, Major League Baseball. Um. Yeah, it's like thirty six ninety. It's it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Considering you get so many fucking games, and they play morning games in the minors, so you could watch baseball literally all day some days because wow. the games start in the morning. Uh, but anyways. This has been the Toronto Until Podcast. Uh, as always, you can find us at our website, torontoontil.com. You can find us on Twitch when we stream live like we are right now, Toronto on, tit, on Tilt. Uh, you can find us at our YouTube channel. We are streaming live there. This video will be posted there. It's Toronto on Tilt if you're searching for it. And, of course, anywhere uh, that you listen to podcasts, the audio of this podcast will be posted shortly, and it always goes up right after these videos, and you can listen to it anywhere that you listen to podcasts. That's Spotify. That's Google. Uh, Google Podcasts, that's Apple Podcasts, that's Anchor, Breaker, Bleaker, all of the things. Like, comment, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, that would be hilarious if there was a Trevor Lawrence coming out party. I don't think it'd be hilarious for Tony. He would be very upset. But we'll see what happens. We'll talk to you later. Lorenzo Insignia is a red. Uh, good things are happening, even though COVID sucks. I won the fantasy football.